is the anthem of the adventurer. The show for men who are tired of forsaking their dreams, who are willing to risk, to dare greatly, and know in their soul that their desire for adventure is good. It's time to venture into the wild places in our hearts. Here's your host, Dan Saner. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Anthem of the Adventurer podcast. I'm your host, Dan Zayner, and today we've got author Troy Mangum on the podcast, who is a really awesome guy, a man of many talents, (laughs) and just really looking forward to you getting to know him. But here's a little bit of a preview. So he's an author, a speaker, podcaster, a men's advocate. He just wrote a book called Fatherhood Faceplants, which... I love. I've read it a little bit ago, and it impacted me so much that I can't wait for you to read it too. So definitely pick up a copy when we're finished with the interview here. He's also created uh, Hotoka Men, which is an initiation experience for young men. So cool. And lives in Raleigh, North Carolina with his wife, Kathy. He's got two sons, two daughters, and a son-in-law. He's a former youth with a mission missionary, has been all over the world. He's a hardcore punk singer, <laughs> exotic fruit farmer, vert, vert skater, singer, songwriter, software engineering manager. The guy is a multi-passionate, which if you know me at all, uh, you can see why I like the guy. <laughs> um, he's got a great message, especially for us guys, that really, really impacted me. One of the things that you're going to hear is... You know, sometimes it takes a little while of God saying no before he says yes. And and that was something that I really needed to hear. So, before we get into our interview with Troy, just a few resources to point you towards. Um, It's back to school time. I can't believe it's September already when (laughs) we're releasing this. Um, If you're anything like me, you are crazy busy. You might have wife and kids... You might have three kids, like our crazy family, and just when you get to the end of the day, you don't have a whole lot of energy to figure out some fun adventures to do with the family. Enter our friends at the Adventure Challenge. They have these awesome books that are scratch-off adventures that you don't actually know what you're committing to until you scratch it off. And they're great. They have a family edition, which our family loves, and you will too, so check it out at theadventurechallenge.com and you can use the promo code DAN10 for 10% off your first book. If you have a team and are looking to maybe go on an expedition or maybe just a family trip or you're building a company, you need to be able to coordinate action well together. Now, our friends at SEAL Team Leaders provide training and courses for creating, operating, and sustaining high-functioning teams all built on a foundation of excellence from the Navy SEALs. And really proud to say that I'm a part of this team, led by retired Navy SEAL officer Larry Yatch, who you've heard on the podcast a couple times before. Really great dude and amazing team. So if you have a team or a business that you're looking to build, check them out, sealteamleaders.com. And last but not least, check out our email list. We're starting to send out more blog posts and our monthly adventure challenges as well. So if you want to keep up with everything that is going on here, at the Anthem of the Adventurer, make sure you go to our website 
and sign up for the email list. It's free, but if you want some more goodness, you can join our membership, uh, which will get you access to our monthly Adventure Challenge Recap Campfire Sessions on Zoom and some other surprises along the way, and we would love to see you in there. So sign up on our website and hope to see you on the next one. Now, without further ado, we have Troy Mangum. All right, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Anthem of the Adventurer. Super excited to get to talk to my new friend, Troy Mangum, today. Hey, Troy, how's it going, man? What's up, Dan? So we connected kind of randomly, although I don't really Completely believe in coincidences. Uh, it was an absolutely a divine appointment. I, I think you had listened to uh, Jeff and I's interview on Sean Bowles' podcast. Yes. And reached out on Instagram. I got this great message from Troy. and like, this guy is cool. So <laughs> we've been kind of messaging back and forth. And I read your book, Fatherhood Face Plans, which we'll get into more later in the show. And just absolutely really enjoyed it and just love your heart and your energy, man. I'm really looking forward to diving into everything about that later. But as you know, we'd like to set up our time with a challenge, set the sure. stage. So what would you challenge me and the audience to do once this goes live to incorporate some more adventure in our lives? All right. So with the broad definition of adventure, this is going to be a psychological thriller. Ooh. So what do I mean by that? That means it's going to be psychological in nature and you have no idea what's going to happen. So that's the thriller part. So here, here's the challenge and it's related to being a dad. Um, ask your children. So with the context that uh, father wounds, vows, agreements, all that stuff, I'm sure you've talked about on Anthem of the Adventure. I'm going to assume they know this. Ask your children if there's any area uh, that you feel like that you have done that that um, that upset them or 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 don't use the term wound. That's kind of a weird word. Yeah. They won't know what all that's about. Just basically say, hey, as your dad, is there anything that I need to make right with you? Mm. Something that I've done that I just am not aware of something I said, a way that I looked uh, because I want to make sure I can make it right and just go on that adventure with your kids. Um, and so, and, 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 and you open up and so, so that's the psychological thriller. Uh, you probably would rather go on a ruck. Yes. <laughs> I would rather ruck to China than do. <laughs> so, so that, so that's, that's the challenge. That's the adventure. And there you go. I love that. And you know what, you hit it perfectly. Why I do what I do is not just to encourage people to buy an old Land Rover and go ruck to Tahiti or whatever, but it's, it's embracing your true adventure, which is this really kind of scary stuff of being a dad, being a husband, being, yeah. you know, uh, just being a man in general. So yeah, that when I get that, Oh no, I don't really want to do this feeling. <laughs> I know that's probably something <laughs> I ought to go do. <laughs> So yeah, very, well, that's that you asked for adventure. And so I said, hmm. well, that that is an adventure. And and I tell you what, the more you go on those kind of adventures, the the more you find God to be faithful in all the things you fear and are afraid of. You find what was I so worried about? Yep, that's exactly it. Man, it's really hitting me where I live. So I'm already thinking of a lot of moments that I am aware of where I've, you know, face planted. Uh, to use your your term there, of, and but there's probably some that I didn't even know the impact of, 
And so my kids are, are seven, five, and two and a half. And so the older two might be able to articulate some of that. Um, we'll see. It'll be um, interesting in that kind of ancient Chinese curse kind of way. Like they live in interesting times. <laughs> yeah, and my encouragement would be to enter into it. So again, yeah. don't 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 bring your dad hat with. I know where I need to do something. Oh yeah. You really want the the child to be able to give you their answer and honest answer. Like I've had answers like the way you looked at me, like I'm conscious of that. Like I have no awareness of my face, but it was just a look. And I was like, that's, you know, and I was able to make that right. And, you know, it's not like I walk around, you know, being conscious of how my face communicates. Yeah. It's that kind of stuff. Yeah. And kind of giving guys a little bit of tactics and even just saying it out loud for myself on this what do you think about setting the mood, both your own and your kids for this kind of conversation? Like, yeah. How, how to go about it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, like, Hey, let's make sure that I'm in the right space, you know, head and heart sure. wise and making sure they are so that they're able to give me that feedback and I'm able to receive it, you know, maybe five o'clock, you know, whenever we're just getting off work and trying to get dinner on the table. Right. Okay. Yeah. The right I appreciate that. This. I appreciate that. That's such good advice um, to give advice. So here it is. Take them out for ice cream, yeah. depending on their age. Uh, take them fishing. Take them to do an activity. And then as a part of the activity, you just want to ask them a question. May it be one-on-one, not over dinner. You know, this is not a dinner conversation. Hey, let's let's go through dad's, you know. you know, <laughs> and, and, and it doesn't have to be super heavy. All you're doing is giving them a doorway to be honest with you about something that you may be unaware of that has that will give you the opportunity to make it right because yeah. you just are unaware of it. Um, and um, and if they don't come up with anything, fine, that's don't press. Don't press it. But just say, hey, well, if there ever is. And then you've opened the door and you say, if there ever is anything, I want to make sure you feel like you could talk to me about it and and know that that I would be receptive. Yeah, that's really good. And man, look, I'm looking forward to what comes out of this, not just for myself, but for you know those listening. And so if, if something really amazing comes out of this, shoot either Troy or I uh, a message on Instagram. We're easy to get a hold of. We would love to hear about it. Or yeah, or if if something really tough came out and we could pray for you. I mean, yeah, I'll obligate Troy to that. I know he's a, he's good for it. <laughs> We're close enough, friends. Troy will take care of that one. <laughs> yeah, like if I, I think either one of us will be happy to. If if there's something tough that comes up through this, yeah, you know, we we'd love to support you in that. And heck, I'll probably be texting you later, Troy, when I take this on. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, call call me up, man. Let's have a chat. Yeah. So with that stage set so well, who is Troy? What is he about for people who don't know you yet? Uh, so I am. Uh, a 53 year old who feels like I'm 25. Thank God. Um, I've been married 25 years to my wife, Kathy. I have four kids. And so my oldest is 24 and married. Uh, she's a girl. I've got two more boys below that. Uh, he, one is 22, one is 17. And then I've got a little girl who's 15. And so, um, yeah, so they're all grown and uh time just keeps on cruising, man. And I keep notching another year up, but thankfully God has given me a grace to where I don't I don't feel it. 
my 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 baby's the only one that actually reminds me that I'm old. And I'm like, she, I mean, everybody, because I'm just like, I don't feel old. I don't think old. I'm, I hate, you know, the whole idea of being old. I just don't get it. But then my wife, then my youngest daughter would be like, oh, you're so old. I'm like, you're the only one that bring this up. You know, that and my knees <laughs> are the only thing that remind me. That yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so as far as like, so I, I live in corporate corporate kind of land. So I work at a technology company as a marketing guy. And then I kind of, you know, really wanted to go into the ministry. And so I kind of have been in and out of ministry kind of situations, been missionary, been pastor. Uh, and right now I kind of pour that heart into the kindling fire, which is a podcast, uh, the book, which we're going to talk about fatherhood face plants. And then I've started an initiative with some of my friends called Hochoka men, which is helping young men through male initiation experiences. And, that. um, and so that's, that's probably enough. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some other stuff. Too, but that's yeah, I think this is why we get got along so well, so quickly is like, you're, you're multi-passionate. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. That's, I, I do have a lot of passions. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just see on the wall in the background, you know, Liz listening, you're not gonna see that you get motorcycles and you know, travel pictures and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. These are all my, and all my photography and yeah, all this stuff. I, I got a lot of interest. <laughs> yeah. Which is, is great. I mean, this, that's kind of me in a nutshell as well of, uh, you know, <sighs> It's interesting. Some some people say, "Oh, you've got to have that one thing," and you're like, I'm like right. "Why?" <laughs> I interviewed a guy. I interviewed a guy, and he was. It, it. I can't remember what his book was called, but it was basically Master of One. I think it was Master of One. Mm-hmm. And man, I I grilled him because I was like, "I'm all over the place," and he's like, "Do one thing." <laughs> it was. It was a. My one thing is doing challenge. all the things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Loophole. <laughs> so. <laughs> So one of your things is writing this this great book, Fatherhood Face Plants, yeah. which I, I mean, I just the 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 visual on the cover just gets me right away. I'm like, oh yeah, I've been there. You know, guy falling off the skateboard. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, that's that's me for sure. Um, but it is just chock full of I mean, really vulnerable, authentic, you know, stories. Where you, I mean, you really trust the reader with some pretty tough stuff in your life. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, to, can you tell us a little bit about what went into writing the book? Why did God put it on your heart? And, and what do you hope people will, will get out of it? Um, so I've had a heart to help dads for a long, long time. Um, and, and as a younger dad, I thought I would have like scriptural revelation of things and I'd be like, I'd like feel like I want to rush the field and help dads right then, right there. And I always felt a pause from the Lord. It's like, not yet, you know, not yet. And like 15 years later. Okay. So this is sort of like, I'm going to help dads and I've got a young kids and I've yet to live through the teen years. I've yet yeah. to live through the marriage, some to marriage issues. And, and it wasn't until, um, my wife and I kind of did this really epic adventure where I left corporate America, put everything at risk, took our youngest to, uh, to become YWAM missionaries with uh, the youth with the mission, right? Youth with the mission. And, um, and, uh, you know, quit my job, you know, took some of our savings and just kind of said, okay, God, I trust you. Like with literally everything, my two kids were in college at the time. And when, in the, and I didn't know if that meant we're going to be long-term missionaries or what, but the short of it is when that ended up being a six month 
assignment that we did and the Lord brought us back and handed me a corporate job on a silver platter and I didn't even want it. I was just like, but the Lord was like, here, take it. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, okay, thank you. Yeah, I know exactly. And I, and I got my first paycheck. I ran out of money. Like God was so faithful. Um, we didn't lose the house. The kids stayed in college, like got everything. God worked at everything. So that's backdrop. So at the, at that time, that's when, the, when I felt like the Lord said, okay, you're back in corporate America. You're living in suburbs. You're not a missionary doing amazing stuff around the world. And I was like, you know, I've always wanted to write this book. And then, and then a friend of mine kind of, uh, you may know Alan Arnold, he's a mm -hmm. mutual friend. And so he was the only person that said, when you leave the mission field, get in touch with me. I want to hear what you're doing. And so I said, yeah, I'm thinking about writing a book. He's like, you know, I coach writers. And then it was like right in front of my yeah. face. And well, I was long time like, listeners of the podcast will, will be, uh, you know, remember back to our conversation with Alan. It's funny. <laughs> I'm thinking about my conversation with Alan. It was very much foreshadowing of this. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so it was one of those like moments that the Lord is like, you've had a dream to do this for years. You've got here's a context for you to be able to do it. I don't see myself as a successful writer or anything like that. Um, and I was, it was a big challenge. And so that was the backstory. And then God just poured out his grace to help me get through it. Um, yeah. So that's probably a longer backstory than you asked, but that's the, backstory. Oh, that's, that's great. <laughs> um, I, I, I love a long backstory. Um, the, the piece that hit me the biggest in this book was, was right near the end. I mean, the rest was, a lot of a lot of nuggets and you know made a, some notes I was like oh yeah that's cool i gotta remember that later but then i just got smacked with a two by four over the head when you were talking about <clears throat> running with your husky scout on the trail can you, can you tell us about that story oh yeah i love that story so um golly so this story is basically god had started a conversation with me years and years prior and it was basically the response to hey let me go I was like, God, I've got all this energy. I got all this insight. I got all these creative things I want to do. There's things I want to do in life. I don't know what that's like at all. Yeah, right. <laughs> I want to lead my family to these amazing places. And the Lord kept telling me no. And then I'd bug him, bug him, bug him. Then eventually I'd be like, nah, I'm going to move on. I'm going to let's talk about something else. I'm going to think about something else. So that's the backdrop. So I'd had those complaints as a young dad. So fast forward to this story. Uh, basically, I love trail running. Uh, it's kind of a way to fast hike, in my opinion. <laughs> I yep. hate road running. I don't like hiking too slow. So trail running is like, yeah, I get it. I get to That's see a like lot of running fast. for me. It's yeah. very sim similar. Yeah, thing. I like it. That's I like why it. I run. So and my husky loves to run, but I have this weird relationship with my husky at the time that uh, my wife really could get him to do things like if he ran away, come home. And I would say, come home. And he would just look at me with a little side eye and then dart off into the woods again. <laughs> and so I was like, so here's the situation. I've got him on a leash. We're about to go trail running. He's giving me some grief. And I thought, oh, maybe his leash is out of whack. So I go to adjust it and he gets loose and I lose. And I'm like, oh no, it's first time ever. And, um, and he just goes nuts. He's running everywhere. And I am sweating bullets. Cause I'm like, I, my wife is going to be so pissed. Something terrible is going to happen to my dog and we're never going to see him again, all this other stuff. So then I feel this whisper of the Lord say, get on the trail and he'll follow you. 
And I was like, that's the worst idea. That's a terrible idea. You know, I need to find this. I need to get this dog. (laughs) I need to get this dog and I need to get out of this situation. And, and well, he's living his best life. And so I eventually said, well, maybe that's the Lord. So against my better judgment, I got on the trail and I started running and, and then he started coming around the vicinity of where I was running, but nowhere close to where I could actually grab him. And I kept feeling the Lord say, just keep going. And so I just kept going. And so probably mile two, he finally slows down and like ends up coming right in behind me on this trail. And I'm like, this is, this is miraculous. And then the Lord spoke to me and he basically said to me, your kids are like this Husky. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay. And I'm listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. And he goes, they are faster than you. They can pivot. They can dart. They can go way out and come way back. And, um, and, and you are staying on this trail slow and steady. Um, and they always have a home to come back to because you're the slow and steady in their life. While they're going off, kind of going crazy, they always have a home to come back to. They always have you and your wife. And then the Lord said, you remember what I told you? He basically said to me, the reason I told you no all these years ago was because when you wanted an epic life personally, I was trying to build an epic home and an epic family. And so I told you no, because I wanted your children to have a home to come to back to, I wanted them to actually have a home, the start of a legacy, essentially. And so the Lord, through that story, and he's so clever, and uh, he helped me understand that the path for me was learning how to be a family man, learning how to be a dad, learning how to be a good husband. And it wasn't like the grand and the grandiose adventures that I wanted to live. Because had God said yes to me years prior, and the book is a test to this, my my marriage would have blown up. I would have blown up. You know, it would it would have been nasty. I would have been very much one of those ministries that go down. You know, because of some awful something. Yeah, (laughs) and I would have been that guy. And I'm not that guy today. My kids are awesome. They love our family. We love each other, and it's been an amazing, stabilizing, wonderful experience because God told me no for years to my passions, desires, random ideas of whatever, quitting my life and moving to Africa and all these other things I wanted to do. So that's the short, that's, that's the, that's the the essence of the story. Yeah. I I mean, that, that hit me so hard. I mean, you and I have talked about this and people have listened to podcasts long enough, probably know. I mean, that's me now (laughs) is, is the nope, not yet. Nope. Stay in the cubicle, (laughs) you know, (laughs) right thing. And and yeah, we got the podcast and yeah, I started to do some some other things on the side that, that God has said, yeah, you can go there, but only this far. Right. Kind of things. And it's been frustrating for years and just seeing that, that story, I'm getting choked up just saying it's like, it is okay to be where I'm at and I don't have to rush because I'm yeah. going to be fine. Yeah. And I think that the thing that God ministered to me so deeply in it, in 
man, he's done, he's ministered this to me multiple times is the deepest, deepest desire that I have that he only knows is to be loved and respected by those that know you the most. Yeah. That's the deep core need. The, the above that layer is all these other things that I want. Right. right. And I, in that I feel like I need or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and the Lord was providing through telling me, no, he was giving me my deepest core need that I didn't even know that was my deepest core need. And it wasn't yeah. until years later that looking back, I said, Oh, that's what you were doing. You were so kind to tell me no for so long. And then to provide, for instance, my wife and I wanted to be missionaries when we were young married. When we were missionaries with our older two kids, 15, they were uh, 14 and, and 15 at the time, um, the, the depth of the experience and the appreciation of us following God by faith in high-risk situations and sharing that together as a family was far deeper and richer than had they been two-year-olds with no freaking clue, yeah. crying and throwing tantrums, plus us eating weird food and all the other stress that comes with being a missionary in some weird country. Um, I mean, it's not, it's not just like, it's, it's serious stuff. It's like, it's basically high risk, high faith, high risk and high stress situations. Um, it, it, I don't even know if we could have done it. It probably would have blown our marriage apart because of yeah. all the different stresses and we weren't strong enough to withstand it. Now we do it. We're strong enough to withstand it. It still was stressful. We still got dengue or we didn't get dengue, but our team did. Oh, we had man. parasites. We had dysentery. It was not easy, but we saw almost 160 people come to the Lord. We reached unreached uh, tribes that have never heard the gospel. It was amazing and we got to experience that with god as a family that's Mm. what god wanted to provide later in our life you know (laughs) yeah yeah i mean i couldn't like dengue with a two-year-old is a very different experience (laughs) than dengue with a 15-year-old you know (laughs) yeah exactly exactly our kids didn't get it but our but our team like we almost thought we were going to be barred out of the united states because of it um but anyway everybody recovered and it was it was it wasn't you know, as we all survived. Yeah, it was no joke. Man. I, you got some other stories in here that are, are similar along the lines of, hey, this is what God revealed <laughs> maybe after the fact. Sure. Is there anything else for like the 28-year-old who's, you know, in the beige cubicle, who's got the young kids, is like, get me out of here. I've got all these things I want to do. Any, any of those other mm. moments that either from your own experience or from listening to other, other guys in your stage of life, it was like, this yeah. could take you out, you know, yeah. avoid this. <laughs> yeah. So I, I wish there was a universal answer. Um, there, there is a universal answer and that's walk with God. Yeah. But to give you a little bit more specifics, I think that the thing that the Lord is up to with men that I didn't realize until later in life is that he is training and offering expansion to men in substantial, tangible ways where they can handle more stress, handle more responsibility, handle more in general of what he wants to offer us. Um, 
wives, families, influence, maybe money, um, other things. And in it be uh, that scripture comes to mind. It says he, he um, provides increase without now I'm botching the scripture. He provides increase without uh, regret. That's a real, a real paraphrase. It's in Proverbs, but basically yeah. it means he, he provides wealth without regret is, is something. The idea is that God wants to bring you blessing, but he doesn't want the blessing to turn into a curse because you weren't ready for it. Yeah. And, and so when I, he's, he yeah. will give us more than we can handle. Like, does yeah, he will. Time. Yes. But it's that's uh, called training. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think that the thing that um, my advice to any younger men is stop being too overly impressed with yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I'm like uh, me at 27. I'm freaking brilliant. I'm I'm great looking. I'm healthy. I'm t- in touch with God. I'm, you know, cultured. I'm this. I'm that. I'm world traveler. Like God's lucky to have me. Right. You know, hey, let's get busy. And the Lord's like, you're arrogant, you're full of pride, you know, you are, you are way more unstable than you think, um, on and on and on and on and on. Now, he does it in a loving way, and he doesn't do it like that. I'm just kind of getting to the crux of the matter. Yeah. My point is, is that you probably have far more to grow than you're aware of. And just because of talent, or just because the world says, oh, wow, and they hire you, or they give you opportunity, or you get opportunity, do not interpret all of that as, you know, you're the golden child from God. Take a posture of being a student, of being um, someone that is willing to learn and let God bring. Uh, And then that way, when you expand your world, it still has integrity. Yeah. Right. It's not like I'm killing it over here and I'm, and I'm completely botching it over here. Right. The family's good. The work's good. The relationships are good. You're good. Your inner world is good. Like it's all good. And God's wanting to train you as a multifaceted man. And that just doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. I think that's really good. And what I'm hearing you say is not like get down on yourself and believe that you're you're worthless. Mm -mm. You know, you're you're still a son, but posture yourself as a son in training. Yep. To become a you know, a king to have some mastery over a, a ever expanding kingdom. Yeah. And I think that that's the, that's, so I, my experience of being a young man is there's always this competitiveness, right? Yeah. You know, it's just like, where am I in the notch? But when yeah. you get around people that are outside of your bubble and they can kind of call BS when BS needs to be called. Yeah. And you're like, no, I don't like hanging around those people. They get me down. You know, they don't understand my, how awesome I am. <laughs> you're just like, guy, like you're not teachable. And yeah. that's why you don't want to be around it. Cause you don't want to hear it. Yeah. And you feel better in your bubble and all your notches. Cause you're a pretty good high notch compared to your others that are in your same circle. So my advice is if you really want to grow, and this is very much the Morgan Steiner kind of way uh, is get around people of di- different generations that are for you, love you, want what's best for you, but will probably tell you stuff that you don't want to hear. Absolutely. Um, I can absolutely validate that. So I'm 34 and mm-hmm. I've got a couple of guys in my life who three, three guys who are older. I mean, 
you're going to be, you know, four <laughs> in, you know, kind of one of the guys, you know, you're one of those, but there's, there's three guys. One of them's, uh, you, you've listened to the podcast enough and my, my pretty, one of my best friends named Larry Yatch, he's 46 now, I think. Hmm. Um, and he is very good at calling me on my BS in a firm, but loving way. I mean, he's a retired right. Navy SEAL. He doesn't do anything soft, but, <laughs> but he does it in a way of, of invitation of, hmm. I, I remember one conversation we had, Hey, you've got this, you know, three jobs and a side hustle. Like, how's that working for you? <laughs> like, Ugh, not yeah. very well, Larry. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, and he, he didn't do it in like a condescending kind of way, but it just, Hey, take a minute, evaluate your commitments and which are the most important and are going to get you to where I know you want to go. Yeah. And, and which aren't, and let's figure out how to jettison the junk yeah. and having guys like that are really gold. If you're, like I said, teachable and, and willing to listen and actually change. Yeah, I think that the 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 real key there is that you're with men that are for you and see the God in you. Yeah. Right. Um, because I think we're all familiar with the sort of environment where people call things out in people, but it's sort of like, what's your motive? Yeah. Are you, what, where are you going? What are you trying to, what advantage are you trying to gain? And sometimes when you get over the next generations, it's like, you don't, you're not going to give me, you got nothing to offer me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, it's like, what are you know, is it going to, you're going to hit a like on my post? I mean, what are you going to give me? And so yeah, it's yeah. sort of like the, the, the offer of correction or insight is genuine. And especially if they're like, look, I'm for you. Like, I think you are amazing. And most, I, and I'm an absolute firm believer. I think most men are absolutely amazing in God, but that amazing is through God and in God, because God, you were made by the creator and you've created for a specific purpose to do an amazing thing in this world. Um, but most men think they've got that that situation figured out and they know how to get there or they know the mastermind to go find to help them get there and achieve their goals or whatever. And it's just like God's way is, is going to run counter to your own sort of um, over uh, indulged opinion of yourself. Oh yeah. It's just going to run counter that, but it doesn't mean he doesn't love you or you got to be down on yourself. It's like, no, he believes so much in you. That's why he's investing in you to make you better. Yeah. And you know, with so how, how many, how so many of us have grown up, even with good dads, like you know, I had, have, he's still around. <laughs> dad, I know you're listening to some of these. Um, hey, dad. You know, some, <laughs> some of these things, your own dad can't be the one to tell you that. Yeah. Amen. A lot of these things really. Yep. Um, one of the things I'm kind of learning as a, as a young dad myself is like a lot of the masculine and feminine as well, initiation doesn't come from me, but from other men that are in my kids' lives. And and there's a role for the women as well, right? Yeah. I'm not, this doesn't need to be a complete guys because God oh, yeah. uses women. And my wife, I'm telling you, like, I have no awareness that I'm a jerk to waitresses and waiters. No, not zero, right? Who knows that? My wife knows that. Oh, my yeah. kids know that. And so I'll be like, yeah, this, do this, whatever. And they're like, oh my gosh, you're so rude. You're so embarrassing to be around. I'm like, what? Like, I'm not even conscious of it, but they're helping me become more Christ-like. 
you know, to, to be honoring because that's to be Christ-like is to honor individual. I don't care who they are and what they're doing for you. You honor them. You are respectful in your speech and how your tone and everything. And so those are, God can use that to rub off the rub edge, rough edges. You know, it's not just guys. Absolutely. Yeah. I think our, our wives and any other, you know, women that we allow into our lives as, uh, or they come in randomly, you know, are very good influences in that way of getting sanding off those rough edges. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm a better man for it. Now at the yeah. time that I think it was a great, like I wanted to hear that. No, but now looking back and be like, you know what? I'm a kinder, more gracious, less of a jerk guy. I mean, what's that great um, movie, Disney movie, the kid. Like, oh man. Oh my yeah. gosh. Like that, that movie wrecked me because I was that mm-hmm. guy, you know, and, yeah. and, without love, you know, killing it. Everybody else is like, whatever. And I'm bringing all this to the table all the time. I'm, you know, that scripture in revelations, you have no idea that you are bankrupt. (laughs) You are lost. (laughs) You are naked. You're alone. Like that is how God sees us. But we see the guy is, you know, the, the, the successful guy driving the Porsche around where the Lord's like, no, that's not who you, that's not the reality. That's not reality. Right. You know, and yeah. so anyway, so and a lot of what even with tied back to the book, I mean, the stuff that I'm trying to help men are is to deal with reality. Right. I had a fairly harsh reality, not that I only experienced, but also caused. But then saying, all right, great. Now that we're dealing with the truth, uh, I believe in God. You can step up or step out or get better or grow and be a, an amazing father no matter where you've started or what you've done. Yeah. I think that's the, the real freeing part of the gospel and that you bring really well in your, your story here is, you know, God's never going to leave you behind. And mm-hmm. no matter where you're at in your story, you're, you're on time and you're in time and yeah. the invitation is there. Yeah. You know, I know a guy who was a pastor. He's a mega pastor. And well, I won't say where he's from, but he was a mega pastor, very successful, taught the prosperity gospel, made a lot of money, Um, you know, thousands of people in his church. Um, And I don't think there was, I'm almost positive there was not infidelity, but it was just more of a grind that he was such a driver um, that his marriage eventually fell apart. Mm. And, and, and then he disappeared and he was kind of a, he was a voice of in men's ministry for many years and, uh, and he disappeared and I knew a guy that knew him. And so I tried to find him like 10 years later and I eventually found him and I got him on the show and it's amazing couple podcasts early in the, in the killing fire days. But I remember he said, you know, after those days I would sit out, um, on my surfboard, uh, in the Pacific ocean I wouldn't surf and I felt like God would always be like, do you want to talk about it? And be like, no, I don't want to talk to you. And he was in that state for five years. Why do I bring that up? No matter where you are in your receptivity to God, um, God is always pursuing you always. And historians, well, like he, the Lord redeemed everything, redeemed his situation with his kids. He did stay divorced. He did end up getting remarried. He restored some purpose in his life. He gave him an outlet through physical activity. Uh, and then he, I think he ended up becoming named the, the fittest 66 year old on the planet by triathlete magazine. So like, he's no joke. 
Yeah, he's an intense dude. And he was a CLX or he was he was a special ops guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. All I'm saying is that I don't care how far you've fallen or how public that fall has been or how bad it's gotten. God always pursues us. And if we'll deal with the truth, he'll recover us. Yeah, that's so good. I think that's a really great spot to uh, give, give you an opportunity to, to talk about where people can find your book, stuff yeah. about Kindling Fire, the rest of your yeah. ministry. How can they engage with uh, what you got going on? The, the best place to start is troymangum.com. It's M-A-N-G-U-M. Uh, and that's where they're going to find the initiatives that I'm a part of. So I've got Fatherhood Faceplant book. You can get that on Amazon. Um, it, I've got the Kindling Fire. Uh, you can find that on Instagram or any of the podcast platforms. And, you know, I interview amazing people like you. You're coming on. Uh, you're going to be publishing a show really soon here in a couple of weeks. We had a great conversation. And then you're going to hear about Hachoka Men. So if you have an, if you have a real desire to help young men, through initiation. Uh, There's some resources there with Hochoka men. It's uh, H-O-C-O-K-A men.com. And uh, I think that's it for now. Right on. Yeah. We'll make sure to put all that in the show notes for everybody. And man, just absolute pleasure to to chat with you, Troy, as always. And uh, thanks for being here. I really appreciate you, brother. Yeah, man. I appreciate you today. Take care, buddy. All right. Bye. Thanks for joining on today's episode of the Anthem of the Adventurer. Really hope that you enjoyed it. Check us out on Instagram at the Anthem of the Adventurer and also on Pinterest. We've got lots of visual updates on there and would love for you to follow along. We also have a monthly adventure challenge out. So check that post on the blog every month. And if you like, you can join in on our monthly campfire where we do a recap as a team. And it's a ton of fun. Bring your favorite beverage. And join us around the virtual campfire as we share the stories of the past month, the adventures that we've got coming up, and just life in general. It's a really great time, and we hope to see you on the next one. Now go out and live your adventure.